Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Oswek Cardona. And laughing to my right is Laura Taylor. Hi. <laughs> then the other one is uh, Mark Quides. Hello. And Lynn Keller, you there? Yar, matey. <laughs> All right, Mark, it's your turn for topic this week. Mm. We talking All about? right. Um, we're not talking about pirates this time around. Um, I actually, so for the last couple of weeks, I've been binge watching Dragon Ball Z, like the original with all the filler and everything. Not Kai? No, not Kai. I, okay. I'm watching it in its pure uncut form. Subbed or um, dubbed? Dubbed. Okay. I, I, I tried subbed and it was... A little rough around the edges. I might switch after the Frieza saga. Um, Have you ever I'm, watched the Pioneer dubs, which were the original dubs that were brought to the U.S. I before Funimation dubbed I, it. I, yes, and I cringe every time. They, they those did ones, some stuff. Those anyway. ones were were whew, they were something. Um, so I've been so as I've been like rewatching it. Um, it's sort of become like a comfort show for me that along with Brooklyn Nine-Nine but it got me thinking a little bit about shows or like movies or or like books and things like that um as sort of like a basis for the path that I chose to kind of take in life like I be like with with watching Dragon Ball Z it reminded me like watching it now is like reminding me of like how amazed and how like fascinated I was with cartoons and with anime when I was a little kid and why like I wanted to stay on that track rather than for other people that they grow, they quote unquote grow out of it. Like, you know, we have people like we had friends when we were little that were really into Pokemon with us. And then as you got older, like you might've stayed with Pokemon and they like moved on to sports or they moved on to other hobbies and interests, you know, they kind of phase out of things. But for me, like, watch rewatching it is making me sort of like kind of go back to like why i i chose to stick with cartoons basically and like anime and like why i enjoyed it like why i enjoyed it in the first place and why i continue to enjoy it now even though like you know it, it's really old but i i don't know like it's it's one of those things it, it's like it's like a nostalgia trip for me and it's like reminding me of like where i started almost in in the geekdom world so like that's that I'm just kind of curious of like what for you guys like if you had to think about it like what are what are some of those types of media for you whether it's a movie book TV show series whatever I have a question for Lara Yes Are geeks kids in grown up bodies No they're not Okay cool Don't cool, get cool. me on my soapbox I have I I've had to say that several times recently. I know Yeah I know Yeah I bring that up because, uh, right, that's a blog post that you wrote a while back on geektherapy.org a few years ago. And um, like eight years ago? You Nine you years be specific. ago? You don't got to be that specific. It's been a while. How old are you? Don't be specific. Don't be Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because because I think that that's something that people, like, we've heard a lot. And it's like, oh, like, you, you're still doing kid stuff or like i'll have i mean 
I'll have people, I'll be at work and sometimes people will see my background and be like, oh, that's so cool. And they'll connect with it. But other times they're like, oh, like, are you in a, in a kid's room? Like, no, or this is my room. I mentioned this, this past week, Nina and I went to um, Shabbat services at a new synagogue we're going to, and the executive director was trying to get to know us. She was mind blown by how young I look, but also was like, I mentioned geek therapy and she was like, do you work with teenagers? Mm, yes, I yeah. do, but Sometimes. I mostly work with adults. <laughs> Always have to make that caveat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, at work recently, um, someone uh, a coworker who is much younger than me was saying oh man i miss those days when you just spent the day playing and you came home and you were so tired that you just went right to bed i really miss those days and and he was like do you miss them i was like uh i try to have them like i have them i play harder now than when i was a kid like i feel like i didn't have that much in my childhood and there's and, no parental oversight you can play games <laughs> as long as you want <laughs> yeah yeah and but there was something very sad about this young guy like 25 talking about like how he doesn't have that kind of fun anymore um like everything is so hard and you know it, it, work and life and i was like oh but that's I, I don't know if this goes to to what you're saying mark but like i realized and it was probably in my early 20s when i came back around and I started thinking like, oh, wait a minute. There were things that I really enjoyed before and I don't, I haven't gotten to do them as much anymore. Let me go back. And it started, it started with comic books. It was like, and making connections. It went from, I think I was, I was rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I wanted more. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's more in the comics. So then I started buying comic books and I just started reading comic books like crazy. Like I, I had, um, uh, library cards at multiple libraries and I would max out graphic novels and I would have these stacks I would go through them, go back. Um, and it was, it was, it was so much fun. It was so great. <laughs> and from there I got back into manga and, and, and anime and I had never really stopped playing video games, but I was, I was, I was able to enjoy it. I think more, um, so, I mean, that, that's one part of it. Another, and another thing to what you said, um, there, there have been like two huge betrayals that I feel in my life to people who used to play games with me when I was a kid and then they stopped playing. And those are my parents. Um, they, they used to play a lot. I mean, that's the reason why I play video games. And my dad used to take me to the arcade and like my earliest memory is playing Super Mario Brothers with my mom. Um, and, and then like, I don't know, at some point they stopped playing and it was kind of weird um, too. So all of those things are things that came to mind um, for me, Mark. Um, but I think, I think I still like a lot of the same stuff that I did when I was, when I was a kid. And I appreciate how a lot of things have kind of grown up with me in a way. Mm -hmm. Like there's some things that I've tried to go back to. Like I tried to watch the original He-Man cartoon uh, a few years back. <laughs> I was like, that has not aged well at all. But then they did this sequel series that came out last year. And that was really cool. It was, it was like, it was, it was the same show. It just picks up immediately where it left off. But it was, but it was like modern. It was like, oh, cool. It had like writing instead me. of it was an ad for toys. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a better ad for toys. <laughs> better ad for toys with yeah. narrative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know. I used to love the narrative. It's, it's like, it's everything else about it. <laughs> that yeah. Was, yeah. That was mm-hmm. weird. So I don't know. Am I, am I, am I tracking with you, uh, Mark and where you want to go? I mean, for the most part. Yeah. I think it's like, for me, it's like not, I'm not necessarily thinking about like things that like we've tapered off of and then like we rediscover it and it's like, Oh yeah. 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 I mean, because Dragon Ball is something that I've I've been with. Like, I, you know, I am, like, waiting for the new movie to drop so I can go watch that. <laughs> and I'm all about the already spoiled new forms for Gohan and Piccolo. Don't tell me nothing. I'm not telling don't, you nothing. I don't, I don't even just, know there were new forms. How dare you? Well, now you know. Congratulations. Um, they're, they're worth it, though. I'm building up hype. We should watch it in the, in the theater. We should go together not, and watch it in the theater. See, now you're speaking my language. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's like for me, like going back and like rewatching the original series because I've never really watched it fully because um, I can never really appreciate the filler for kind of what they were. Yeah. It's now like it's making me sort of like reminisce and re- like kind of have a, a newfound appreciation for the things that I enjoyed when I was younger and just how they shaped me into being the person that I am today. Like, you know, like for me, like, um, you know, my wife, she will usually make the joke of like, oh, when are you, when are you going to grow up or, or things like that? Like she's jokes around with it. Like, because of like, when I collect like the pokeball tins, like the collectible tins and I have them on full on display and I'm always like, well, this is, this is me. This is, you know, I want to, like this is just this is part of my my life and it's been a it's been a huge part of my upbringing and everything and i'm gonna show off my knickknacks all live long day my assassin's creed statues they're gonna be proudly on display until i can't find any more places to put them and then they'll probably stay in the box but like it something like dragon ball and 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 pokemon is like you know it shaped me so yeah. like I was looking, I'm I'm more so like thinking of like what are some shows or or like yeah. series and stuff that like helped shaped you guys into the people that you guys are today from like young childhood stuff. Yeah. Then some of the stuff I said before applies. Like mm-hmm. literally playing video games with my parents when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know any time in my life when I didn't play video games, mm-hmm. and and I still play games on like mobile phone games with my with my parents like. like we still talk about that. If I don't, if I don't play, my dad's like, Hey, everything. Okay. Like I haven't seen you on the leaderboard this week. <laughs> and my mom just bought an iPad and she's like, Oh, so I need to, you know, I need to make sure all my games, you know, the, the, <laughs> the files transfer over. I was like, yeah, no, my dad actually once called me very disturbed. Cause he couldn't like, he had lost all his progress in a game and, and it, it was funny. Like, I think it's like the, the time he's most like called me to, to help him with anything <laughs> it was pretty funny um and then I, I will say i remember watching as a kid also star trek with my parents and and i think that was a big one i think that's why sci-fi is like that shaped me because i think about technology and the future and 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 i, I think about it deeply the way that good science fiction um helps you to think about things and i think that that definitely um shaped 
who I am. And I think the first the first sci-fi I ever watched was um was Star Trek the Next Generation specifically. And I'm still watching Star Trek now. Yeah. That's my answer. It's, answers. It's it's interesting because this way we are the same person. <clears throat> I know. We are the same person. And I think I never really I've always been a geek. I grew up in a house of geeks. Like my mom and I used to play video games together. Um, we went to Disneyland all the time. And I think I don't really go back and rewatch things as much as I used to because there's too much to watch. And I'm like, I need something new. I need to take in all this. I'm never going to be able to watch all the stuff I need to watch. Although I am rewatching Avatar and Legend of Korra and it's gotten me to the point where I am this close, so close to writing fanfic, so close. I'm so obsessed. Um, but anyway, as far as stuff from when I was young, um, video games, we watched Star Trek together. Um, DS9 was my favorite, but we watched Next Generation and, and DS9 and Voyager together as a family. Um, the Disney trips. And I think I'm not as big into sci-fi, but I think as I am like fantasy, but like watching Star Trek gave me this like hopefulness for the future which maybe now my my soul is being crushed by the future I'm in, but maybe there is some hope for the future uh, with Star Trek. Um, my dad and I used to watch Star Wars all the time. We had the Laserdisc player, and my dad still has his copy of the original Star Wars trilogy before George Lucas went back and edited it on Laserdisc, so it's like the highest quality you can get uh, without... Um, going into the territory of George Lucas messing with things after the fact. Um, but I do think that those things, like, it's just a part of me. I can't separate individual pieces except maybe, I don't know, growing up on Disney helped me with my parental grief going into that. I mean, there's a lot of dead parents in Disney. Um, but it also gave me, like, a love for fun and a love for adventure um i think that's what i got from it and i'm still watching star wars and loving how much star wars and still watching disney movies and guess what disney and star wars are now the same thing so i get i get everything everything i'm, I'm curious do you because uh, i was thinking about link and video games and i'm curious about your your response to this right because i think there's like two different pieces here mark which is like like one thing that like defined who you are maybe as a person like it, like it influenced uh you a lot so maybe Lara, for in, in your case it's like oh like i try to have fun <laughs> in, mm -hmm. in, in my life right and that's something i picked up from the media that i was <clears throat> exposed to as a kid that i liked that resonated with me um but I wonder too, as we as we keep talking, like how much of, of it has affected not just the way you maybe you see the world, but maybe like the professional or career path you took or what you studied in school. Curious. The link where, where are you at on here? We think. Um, I love video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, my earliest 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys a story that I think really describes who I am as a person. <laughs> my earliest memory that I have, and I must have been five, um, because my parents were still together. My brother wasn't born yet. Um, we went to dinner at one of their friends' house. I do not remember anything about these people. What I remember is that they had a golden retriever and they had a joust cabinet in their house. And I thought that that was the pinnacle of adulthood. And I have been living my entire life trying to get to that point. Um, I don't particular, I like I am more of a cat person than a dog person, but the goal for me is to someday own a video game arcade cabinet and a pet that's mine. That's that's what I'm going for. Goals. <laughs> Goals. Um, so five-year-old me uh, really, you know, set high expectations uh, <laughs> for 33-year-old me. Um, yeah, I haven't returned to any media recently um, from my youth, but last year I did go back and read uh, reread some of the YA novels I was really into as a child. Um, Tamara Pierce is the author, uh, the Linus Quartet and um, Wild Magic Quartet and the uh, Protector of the Small Quartet, which is my favorite. That one's um, about Kel, um, who I loved. And I, I reread most of those um, last year. And it was um, it it was it was very interesting, and I think part of it was um, is like I was just coming out of uh, the whole grad school situation, and I was finally like, I'm gonna read like for fun, which I haven't done in like years at this point. And so I was reading for fun, and I was reading something that really resonated with me as a kid. You know, stories about um, girls choosing their own path in life and um, wanting to help and protect other people and um, standing up for yourself even if you aren't uh, what society expects of you. And I think all of that stuff obviously still resonates with me. Um, I think <laughs> uh, it was also nice to return to um, because I haven't been brave enough to return to the biggest thing of my youth, which would be Harry Potter. Um, J.K. Rowling has ruined it for me to the point that I am I am scared to go back. So I've just sort of avoided it. So this was a nice thing to, to return to. And there, you know, there are a couple of questionable things of, you know, YA novels written in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but overall, pretty good, pretty, pretty good, pretty good gender politics. Um, uh, you know, minimal racism is doing all right. Um, but um, it was nice to sort of reconnect to that part of my childhood, because um, I was a voracious reader as a kid. Uh, I have also started reading um, modern releases of YA novels, uh, I would like to specifically mention Legend Born um, by Tracy Dion, um, which 
was so good and I loved it so much. And I immediately texted my sister and I was like, you have to read this book um, because one, it's fantastic, but also like this, it, it feels like it was written for her. This is uh, about, you know, the main character is um, a very intelligent black girl who is going to like early college and gets swept up in like an Arthurian magic legend story and is also reconnecting with like her ancestral magic which is like different and distinct and like bringing those together and the main character has um a dead parent which my sister dealt with as a child and so it's like i was like you need to read this book i was um honestly kind of mean about it <laughs> i was getting a little bit like bullying i'm like check it out from the library today like today do it today. she's like oh, i'm in the middle of reading i'm like i don't care what you're reading right now check it out please <laughs> um but yeah that's uh, i guess mostly books i i played a lot of games as a kid but i like i've i've always played games as sort of baseline for me um i think definitely reading ya adventure tales is uh the thing that i peeled off of and have returned to and found enjoyment and sort of um, recognition of the person who I wanted to be when I was younger and the person I am currently and the person I would like to be moving forward. Uh, feeling some sort of reconnection there. You know, like as we're kind of talking right now, I'm thinking back on like a lot of the forms of media that um, I took in as a child and the more I think about it, the the common theme that I think I, I take away from like a lot of the things that really stuck with me was I often like really latched onto pieces of media that sought to ha like sought to like highlight or to drive home like a deeper meaning to just life in general, like the reason why I latched on so much to Spider-Man was because the messages that I took from him was, you know, you always want to do the best. You, you like, you want to be there to, to help out the little guy, basically, you know, you, you want to help out your, your everyday, um, you know, your everyday neighbors, strangers, friends, loved ones. Like that's just what you do. You, you be good, you know, and all that stuff for, when I think about it for, for Dragon Ball, it was the idea that like you, you don't give up when there's always going to be a tougher opponent, a tougher obstacle, a tougher challenge. And when you can prepare yourself and you train yourself, you're going to be able to overcome that challenge. It might be hard. And also you're not alone in it. You have friends, you have a support network, people that you can turn to to help you get through those things or you can find them and create them kind of like with Goku and Vegeta um and then there's even things like Avatar um that upon rewatching it um last year like I, I that was a lot for me to be like wow I missed a lot as a kid but the overall concept of it it was like is what I picked up from and I'm also now fully convinced that I'm but the both of you uh Josue and Lara from just a like a uno reversed timeline here because <laughs> for me my first memory of playing video games was with my dad not my mom 
my mom was not really much of a, a gaming person, but for my dad, he had the original Nintendo. So I was playing Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Those are the first two games I remember. And then when I got the PS2, then it became, and then my dad had like this like Namco arcade type game. So we were just playing Pac-Man. And, and even when we would go to like, go out bowling and we'd go to like an arcade and like we'd stop at the arcade there like we would waste hours just at the pac-man machine hell yeah he like he and i would just be playing that thing together like non-stop um and so that's why for me like gaming has also been one of those things where it's been a fundamental base for me and i know that is never going to change um but like I'm looking back on things and I'm like, I think the reason why like I've always found philosophy to be sort of like a hobby of mine to like dabble in every now and again is because everything that I've enjoyed up until now has always, I've always looked for a deeper meaning behind what it is that's presenting. So for like, you know, like with Dragon Ball, like it's a fighting anime, they scream for literally five episodes and then they throw one punch in the sixth episode and then yeah filler for the next five and then the second punch comes after that exactly because then you have like a flashback for another three episodes and then the second punch gets thrown and Mm -hmm. you have all of that but when i'm rewatching it now i'm like no i remember taking this like taking in that what i talked about earlier like that's what i took from it when you can skip the recaps and the intros and outros, it goes. It doesn't. It it doesn't feel as as long as DBZ, like really watching it on tsunami. DBZ taught me patience. <laughs> like it really did. I remember. I remember my friend. I I live in California. My friend lived in New York. He would tape the DBZ episode from on tsunami that day. Call me up when it was coming on at my time, and he would press play, and we would sync it up and watch together. That's really cute. And yeah, so waiting week after week after week, a fight would start, and then three months later, we would finally get the end of the <laughs> the end of the fight. So yeah, patience, yeah. patience. <laughs> um, as as I'm hearing you all talk, I I'm I'm wondering what what you just said, Mark, about how like. You you you're looking at the deeper meaning of, of of stuff. I don't remember doing that when I was younger. Like when I think back, I think everything was kind of just escapist for me. It was just it was simply entertainment, and it wasn't until the Matrix that I started thinking about about what I was watching. And I think that that movie influenced a lot of ways that I, that I, I think that probably shaped me, but that came out when I was 16. Like up until that point, I was, I mean, I I was watching uh, TBZ when you were very young, Uh, maybe even not even born before you were even born. I was watching TBZ. Um, I probably told these stories before, but like I, 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 it, it did not teach me patience. Um, those are the first like VHS tapes that I bought. I would buy. They used to sell three episodes per VHS tape. 
and you would go buy them. Um, and then, and I rented them in Spanish because they had been dubbed years before in Spanish. So I would rent these like bootleg copies from a from a questionable video establishment, and I saw them. Uh, I would watch the stuff that I hadn't watched in like Mexican and or Spanish um, dubs because they were different too in different countries. Um, I made my own Sailor Moon uh, tapes. Like I yeah. got up every morning before school and recorded every single episode. I still have them somewhere. On I watched VHS. them at 5 a.m. while I was getting ready for school. Mm-hmm. I watched Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why was it so early? Sailor um, Moon says. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Mark, so I'm curious at what age, because and, and you can listen on Otaku Ryoho, right? Like I've gone deep into um, how I feel about Dragon Ball and what it's meant to me afterwards on 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 repeated viewings and like how it does like motivate me and it does inspire me. And a lot of shows do that now. But it wasn't un- like that definitely, I don't think it was happening when I was a kid. Uh, other than, I mean, I have one memory from when I was in first grade and there was a guy bullying these this, these girls. I remember they were twins in our class. And I stepped in and I told him to stop. I told him because I was a detective and I had my Dick Tracy watch on. And I was trying to be, you know, like that kind of character. But I don't I don't think that that like I don't think that those type of shows or even those heroics, like I don't I don't think that they really shaped who I am. Maybe they did, but I don't I don't think I don't think so. So how old were you, Mark, when like you started thinking, thinking about it? Thinking about um, yeah, like so is this for, me? Yeah. Is this a part like is this am i is this influencing who i am yeah um i would say i don't think i started actively thinking about those sorts of things until i was probably like 13 14 but when i look back at it like look back like looking like thinking back recalling just kind of how my childhood was like I start to see like it wasn't necessarily something that I was actively doing of like looking into the deeper meaning, but it became apparent in the way that I would play. So whether it was playing with, you know, my cousins or I was just playing by myself, a lot of the make-believe scenarios I would have in my head would be sort of like those lessons of like, you can't give up. You have to, oh, like, don't ever give up no matter how hard the challenge is. You get back up and you keep going because you have people there. And, you know, I would, I'd have, I, I'd play these, these whole, basic, I'd basically be playing out my own fan fictions in my head as if I was the main character. Um, and it, it was always highlighting these specific points, like whether it was, you know, role playing Dragon Ball Z or it was role playing Spider Man or it was, you know, role playing out Harry Potter stuff. Like it, it was just what I would do and how I would, and just how I would take my, like how I would perceive those lessons. And then when I was older, when I was a teenager, since I had a, you know, I had gone through a whole lot of stuff. Like, you know, by that point, my, my dad was in, was in prison. Um, they were divorced. I had to move into an, a, a one bedroom condo with my mom and my brother. Like I had to grow up pretty quickly and that's because then so that's when i started like thinking about thinking back on like all the all the things i watched and and all like the games i've played and i'm like huh i want to be more like these characters because they are upholding the values that i hold close to me and so therefore i want to i i feel i find that 
I'm like, oh, I think it's because I watched them at the age that I did that um, it, it's what influenced me to want to be kind of like those characters. So like I'm like a weird mashup of Spider-Man and, and Goku and even Gohan to, to an extent of just like I want to encompass all of these characteristics and then you know and then there's obviously just like normal everyday cartoons like Danny Phantom and then later it became Aang like all these like great aspects of, of all these protagonists and I just wanted to like just lump them all together I'm like that's me I'm the <laughs> ultimate combination of all of these characters <laughs> I am the ultimate fusion childhood me wow legend of zelda ocarina of time is really cool current me i'm link call me link <laughs> that's my name now <laughs> we should have started the episode with that <laughs> uh, i'm trying to um, think um i mean looking back on things now i think all those heroics that I've watched throughout the years. X-Men was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. Um, getting the message, like, do good, help people. I think that's influenced who I am. But as far as, like, thinking about how media is influencing me, I didn't. I don't think it happened until I started watching Buffy when I was 17. Um, when season, I started when season four came out. Um, and that's when Willow is gay. So, <laughs> um, I think that was a, a big moment for me realizing, oh, wait, there's someone on TV who's like me, who has been dating guys and now likes girls, um, and trying to figure things out. Um, and I don't know, I just... I, I love I love Willow so much, but also like all the other characters, Buffy, Xander. Th there's pieces of me in all of them, um, and I think that was the first time that I had like thought about what a show meant to me and how I related to it. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's hard to because I think about this sometimes. I'm like, wait a minute. Did Batman influence me? Did Batman's stories influence me? Or uh, do they just resonate with me? The answer is I, almost always both. Yeah. I'm, but but it's it's hard to, to... I mean, you're probably right. That's probably the answer. Because it's like, oh, once I... I don't remember seeing something and saying, whoa, I never thought of it that way. Maybe I can, that, let me try that, <laughs> right? I think of a lot of characters that I like, I'm like, yeah, okay. That's what I would do in that situation. Okay, I see you, what else would you do? And then I kind of like really like the character, but I can't think of, other than that Dick Tracy example, something that maybe I wouldn't have done <laughs> and was inspired by the character. I'm, I'm sure there are, but I can't, I, I think about this all the time because it, it's great to have those characters where like so then from a it's an external reminder of maybe the values that I that I want that that I believe in that I want to um enact on right like like oh like I can think of these stories and it's like yeah no that's a good reminder of who I want to be or who I am 
or at least who I am when I'm at my best self or when I'm, uh, you know, the most congruent <laughs> and, yeah. but like, I can't think of a story stories. It's like, yeah, no, I mean, until I, until I saw a He-Man pull that sword out and transform, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what it meant to be strong, to be a He-Man. I don't, I don't know. It's more subtle than that, I think. And Jose, I like that you brought up the seeing a character and, oh, would I have done things like that? I would do it that way. Um, because I know we're talking about most, like, other kinds of media, but when we are playing at cast gamers, like one of our checkouts on our RPGs, um, every once in a while, Monaco will throw out a question that's what is something that your character did that amused you or resonated or something that amused you had meaning for you, or I can't remember the last piece of it, but, and then the follow-up question is how would you have at, or surprised you? Um, and, the follow-up question is how would you have acted differently in that situation so that you can take that experience of playing and like figure out how you fit in with what the characters you've created and who, what you've played or how you're different and how you want to integrate that into your life or not. So kind of cool to maybe do that also with the media we watch. Yeah, yeah. D&D &D is another thing that's been pretty consistent throughout my whole life. Um, I played my first game when I was eight, I want to say. Um, and that was a very formative game. I played with my, my mom and some of her friends. And that they included me was a big deal because little kid and uh, you know I only got to see my mom during the summers and so it was like this thing we got to do together uh then later in my adolescence my my dad included me in and my sister in his game um <laughs> some not as great experiences in that um but thankfully the negative experiences did not tarnish my love of D&D &D. um I'm very grateful for that. And then, you know, playing more recently. Uh, this is very much when I was a child making characters that it was like, it's me, but if, like, I had magic, if I lived in a magical world, it's very much more as an adult where I've been able to be like, I want to, like, try out people who aren't like me and, and play around in that space and see what, you know, that helps me gain perspective on myself um, and others. Geek therapy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are right. I was only thinking of narratives before, like specific narratives. But when I think more and more about video games, I'm thinking. I remember when I read "Reality Is Broken" um, by Jay McGonigal. It it was just saying things that I had been saying since I was a kid, right? And I remember arguing with adults about the value of video games and the stuff that I had learned from them, and video games helped me 
think critically about about things, right? Like how to strategize, how to solve problems in in creative ways, and how to that fun part that you talked about, Lara, too, right? It's like I'm doing like a like a stupid task here, but here it's fun. Why isn't it fun in real life? And and every time someone would come at me with like, oh, you know, stop playing video games, they'll rot your brain. I just like got on a soapbox and mm-hmm. I was like, this is more stimulating, engaging, it's hard, it's difficult, blah, blah, blah. I can go through all these things. And then here we are, Geek Therapy is, you know, 11 years old now, right? And it was born out of that, exactly that kind of spite, <laughs> right? I'm like, absolutely not. So, I mean, so that was, so just playing games was very, um, playing video games in particular, because I wasn't a, a big, I didn't, my family didn't play good board games we played monopoly and we didn't do it well and it was you know i didn't enjoy it (laughs) um i mean we did play dominoes and 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 different card games that were super strategic and my family took it a little too seriously (laughs) my grandfather got real upset at me (laughs) a few times because um because of plays that i made but but that was again it was like oh wait a minute i'm learning to to like i was like just we can play the like any game you can go really really deep into the systems of it and that's something that was always prevalent in in my family and it's something that I still see as an advantage today where a lot of people don't see systems that way they don't see you know that there are alternatives and that there are strategies and that sometimes you know if you already know all the cards in the deck you can make some guesses about what has happened and what's going to happen next and, and things like that. So I think, I think there is a lot of stuff then um, that I could think that has shaped who I am. I, I, I have no idea who I would, what kind of person I would be or who I would be if I didn't grow up playing video games, if I didn't play video games like regularly. Play video games today. Play video games almost every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I would say, um, childhood trauma and video games got me into psychology, uh, and then becoming very interested in horror, more specifically, uh, in my late teens and early twenties, and continuing on till currently, got me more into um, really thinking about media and you know the way it sort of shapes who we are and what our culture is and how we understand those things um but it's, it started with video games it absolutely started i would say not so much thinking about like the themes of video games in a deep way but more so focused on the social aspect of the way that video games were a important tool for me to connect with people who were important to me in my life as you know my mom and my brother my my sister um friends in middle school like playing games together i was like how can how can people not like video games because this is so clearly to me uh the way that i can connect with people and we can get on the same page and build rapport and have shared experiences um later on building out to like what is this game saying about relationships and and what is this game you know saying about uh you know what it means to have agency in spaces and 
all of the nitty gritty delicious stuff that I'm into now. Um, that definitely came later, but the the start of it was like, you know, my mom playing The Hobbit on GameCube and having, you know, me and Andrew like taking notes and like pulling out the Hobbit book and being like, wait, what part is supposed to come next? Like, is it, oh, there, there are wolves. Like, ooh, it's the wolf part. And all, you know, oh, the trolls are going to come up soon. Like, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Video games are to blame for a lot of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex- everything except rotting your brain. No, that's uh, that's right. Pirates. Some games, though. Some games are not good. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, also, anime. Because oh, I know we started also, talking about Dragon Ball anime. Z. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but anime. One thing that anime has has definitely influenced in my life. And I think I was watching anime way before I knew that I was watching anime. I think I've told the story how my dad was always like, oh, those Japanese cartoons. And then he's like, oh, you should watch Astro Boy. I was like, that's, not, that's the first Japanese cartoon. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but anime does stuff that, I don't know, like Western, especially before, like Western animation just didn't do when it was... Like, if you just think about Dragon Ball Z, right? Like, Dragon Ball Z, like, starts with, like, this kid who's orphaned and he's taken care of by his grandfather and he kills him by accident. And then there's, like, like, it is, like, it's not, it wouldn't be considered a kid's show. Like, have you, have you watched the original Dragon Ball, Mark? Bits and pieces here and there. Oh, you know, you got you got you got yeah, Dragon I, Ball. Trust me, you once I'm watch. done with Dragon Ball Z, I'm going back and watching you gotta all start, Dragon Ball. Like, on the first episode, Bulma empties a clip at Goku. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And he sees her panties or something. Like it's this is like this this whole thing like it's a it's it's a it's a very different show, but it's not that different. It's a, but it it just explores all of these ideas and there's like this army that's like the, that he's fighting and there's I mean all of these elements and then as you keep going through through Z um it's like it becomes multi-generational. Right? It's like he names his son after his grandfather. Characters get married. They have kids. The kids have kids, right? Eventually, like you're you're going through this stuff. Like I don't know. There's like a deep component to it. And there's also everyday stuff. I don't know. There's something. But Dragon Ball Z is also over the, the top, right? Like people are breaking planets apart and that kind of stuff. Sometimes when I'm when I'm feeling pretty down and depressed and kind of foggy, I need some anime to just like shake me out of the mundane because anime will go places that like my everyday life doesn't go. And like the things I talk to most people about places where it won't go. And so something it's like, it stretches my imagination and the way that video games like stretch my uh, exercise, my brain and, and, and have like, since I was a kid allowed me to, to do difficult things and, and think about things in a very complex way and, and figure out problems. Anime is is the only thing and it's weird because like anime is like is it a genre like what is it i don't know but there's something about it that's just almost you know i can close my eyes point at an anime on funimation or, or crunchyroll and like 
my mind might get blown, whether because it's so ridiculous or so out, there's just something about it that just, again, that stretch of, uh, of, of the imagination definitely changes. Sometimes like I do this all the time. People are, are like, Oh, you know, does anybody have an idea? And I come up with, with like a, what everybody thinks is a really crazy idea because everybody's like stuck in, in a, in a very small box. And I'm like, what if we did this? <laughs> so, so yeah. So Dragon Ball and was it, I guess was a big one. Cause that was probably the, the one that got me. Yeah. It's so interesting. You say that DBZ is out there because it is, but I didn't ever think of it that way i think i watched i watched sailor moon and dbz and then joined the anime club at my high school and we watched neon genesis of a <laughs> fuck with my head oh my goodness yeah dragon ball z is not oh. out there compared to no no to neon genesis no 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 oh. Uh, and then I, I can get into a whole philosophical I, debate about all of this, but I'll, I'll save it. And then I didn't watch <laughs> too much. Podcast. I didn't watch that much more. I, I guess I did watch like Toonami, but like then I didn't watch that as much anime until I moved in with a roommate who made me watch a lot of good anime. Uh, we watched a lot of Full Metal Alchemist. Um, he would he threw stuff out there that I n- like never heard anyone talking about, like Excel Saga, and like that shit was weird too. Um, <laughs> I was watching but, Ranma one half, uh, Ranma half, uh, one half yeah. when I was in grade school. Like they were just like mm-hmm. I was watching that in Spanish. They just gave it on on TV Hell on Telemundo. Yeah. We watched that like, after uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Ranma one half was the first manga that I read. Mm. Which probably yeah. explains some things about me. <laughs> For those Let's of you that don't know, you. there's two characters, like two main characters, right? I remember one. Uh, what is it when they? When is it water? It's that makes hot, them transform. Hot and cold water. Hot and cold water. So the, the Ranma changes into a, a woman, right? His body changes to a female body, and then his teacher changes into a panda. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I I watched. And hilarity ensues. I watched, Hijinx. you know, a little Pokemon and a little even less Sailor Moon as a kid, but most of my anime is post-high school. Um, my friends were like, um, I want to show you a little show called Gurren Lagann, uh, and then I slid down the trigger hole and have never <laughs> returned. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been watching Spy Family recently. That's pretty good. It's so good. It's so good. I, you know what? Sometimes a family is a spy and an assassin and their um, secret psychic daughter. daughter. (laughs) So it's a family. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm very much in that same boat of uh, a lot of my anime watching didn't happen until post high school. um, When um, my girlfriend at the time was the one who introduced me to all of that. And, um, like I watched Guilty Crown first. Uh, that was like the first like anime aside from Sailor Moon and, and Dragon Ball that I watched. And I was like, okay, okay, I can kind of get behind this. And then, and then it was Toradora. Completely different take on and anything I've watched because I've only watched you know Shonen fighting anime up until this point. And then I watch a, a cute little rom com. 
and I my my heart's been there ever since. I just I can't I can't get enough of it. I I like the slice of life. I like romance. I like the comedies. It's it's just all there. Now don't get me wrong. I do like my shonen every now and again, but you know it, it's that's just where the heart lies now. I that says a lot about me. Um, but hey, I'm here for it. You're one soft and romantic. Yeah. Well, one one thing that um. I do remember the first time experiencing this particular notion was um, there was a show called Slayers, an anime called Slayers. And it's a fantasy anime, but there's three or four versions of it. And every time it's a retelling of the story. And it's like Tenchi Muyo, like the Tenchi Muyo shows, like it's, it's, I believe there's three versions of it where it just basically restarts the, sh- the series from the beginning and you're reintroduced to the characters. And it's like, I was like, and I remember being very confused about Tenchi Muyo because I was like, wait a minute, what series am I watching? <laughs> and then I realized like, oh, it's three completely different series, just retelling the same stories of these people. And Slayers is the same way. And I was like, oh, things don't have to be just one way. <laughs> We can like you can do it again. You can try again and do it differently. That was something that um, yeah, that I thought was really cool. Now it's you know now it, that happens more, more frequently with all sorts of stuff, right? But but it's like it's not just a remake. You know, it's like oh, let's tell the story a little differently. Oh. It's sort of the uh, history of human culture, right there. <laughs> it's like hey, you know that story? I'm gonna tell it again. Just uh, I'm just put a little extra sprinkles on it and see see how my audience fares yeah yeah yeah. i mean everything we talk about uh on on therapy is about like how influential a lot of this stuff is and how helpful it can be but this has been a good exercise of like going back and kind of revisiting i do really feel like i'm revisiting some of these ideas which i i i definitely take for granted and and a lot of them i don't know what where it begins, where it, where it started, what exactly influence, was it resonance? Was it influence? I don't know. Yeah. But it was definitely, definitely shaped, shapes, continues to shape who I am. For some people it's church, for some people it's sports, for some people it's, for all of us, it's trauma, but you know, we're talking about media and entertainment and things like that. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Mm-hmm. There's overlap. <laughs> Just some overlap. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I definitely would have to agree with that. Um, you know, I had a thought and it's gone now. So that's fun. I have no idea where my, there going went that. a thought. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, oh, wait, nope. Came back. You, you reminded and me. There, there comes the thought. Hey. <laughs> Here comes the thought. That, see, there you go. That's exactly what how to actually jump started. Um, I, I when you were talking about like, oh, does something resonate and and or did it influence? I I think like like Link said, it was like it's a bit of both. I think like because it resonates, that's how it influences. But just because like something that resonates with you doesn't always influence you influence you. But I think that things that influence you most of the times are things that because you're resonating with it to to some extent i'm not saying like it deeply resonates or anything like that but like to some extent like you 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 vibe with it like i would say the technical term 
yeah, the 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 completely professional term is vibing. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Like I would say, like for me, Steven Universe is one of those shows that I deeply, deeply resonated with. But I wouldn't necessarily say that it influenced me, <laughs> mainly because it I had like a lot of the ideas that it carried with it. Like I already had those, so it didn't really sway me towards any sort of new enlightenment. No, but it, it was influenced. Just like, actions that you have taken I'm, in your life my dude it's it, it, okay poor example <laughs> yeah. but like I, okay i wouldn't say like I, let me backtrack that let me backtrack that a little bit let me let me is let it me, the chicken or that. is it the egg which came first like that's what happens <laughs> i would say both. it didn't it didn't influence like a, a big like mindset or a behavioral change in me kind of like how spider-man and dbz did where like it it changed my mindset of how I tackled problems and why, like, even now, like, I'm very tenacious, almost to a fault. Like, with my job, for example, it's very stressful. But I also don't know when to just be like, you know what, I just need to late put throw in the towel. I keep, I keep Goku trying to rise. gets killed in the first, like, 15 episodes of Dragon That Ball is Z. true. But <laughs> then he trains, comes back, and he's even stronger than ever. <laughs> So it's one of those things where you get knocked down. You might physically perish, but then you come back and then you rise to the challenge, having learned some new techniques through therapy or training. The look and on Lara's face is priceless. <laughs> I know. That's why I keep going with it. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with diagrams it. Diagrams here. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a like a Galagun and Kamehameha blast, you know, coming together. You know. Oh my god! I mean, I'll redraw it. No, don't. It's great. perfect the way it is. <laughs> I, I I hear I, you. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Right. You're like, oh, what is this show? This show is is I'm vibing with this show so hard. <laughs> this, what is this feeling? Um, and I think I think you're right. If, if the more that that happens, the more vibes. <laughs> um, the more likely it 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 is to influence you. I I, I agree with that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Yeah, there's a few different versions of this, of course, and we we talk about it all the time. There's a there's one. Uh, the comic book series Unbreakable, which is a, it's a TV show now. Um, no, not Unbreakable. No, Un- that, Invincible. Was a, that was an Invincible. M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. That was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. No, Invincible. Uh, the the comic book Invincible. Um, that's a show, that, that's a, a comic book that every time I read, I was like, I feel like I would. that's exactly what I would do in every situation. Like I almost just watched the show the, the, or read the comic just to confirm <laughs> that he that he would always do what him. i would do in that situation yeah yeah but there was never anything that i was like oh yeah like it wasn't influence for sure but it was it was more validation and i think i think i feel that way with um with steven universe as well it's like it's like and not always because there's lots of times that i've disagreed with steven but there are a lot of things in that show where i'm like yeah that would be a better option like yeah no i like that yeah I would stay fused with the person that I love, you know, for a long time. You know, that, that, that I, I, I would, and yeah, 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 I like that. 
Spoilers for Steven Universe. (laughs) (laughs) Careful now. Here comes a thought hasn't covered that episode yet. Are you serious? No, wait, hold on. (laughs) That can't be true. No, I'm pretty sure we actually... um, I think I was on that episode. Well, yeah, I mean, you were on that episode, but like, they don't like go deeper into explaining that. Like, they didn't. Okay. We, yeah. I don't think we've gotten to story for Steven yet. Okay. Okay. I don't think. I mean, I know we've recorded quite a bit. Okay. We just have not published it because we're trying to finish season two. <laughs> we're, don't worry about that. <laughs> up and coming. <laughs> TBD. All right. So I, th- I think I've shared my closing thoughts uh, uh, on on here. What What does everybody else want to wrap up with? Link, what you got? Just, uh, I think, being aware of when you are young, um, the stories that you consume are impactful, and um, they're still impactful as adults, but in a different way. Uh, So if you are around young people, uh, try and encourage them to consume cool, good, thoughtful, meaningful, deep, delicious media or dragon ball z you know whatever <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> like if it matters to you it matters right like and it may matter in different mm-hmm. ways like we've, we've touched a, a few different ways and and sometimes it it matters because like it does shape who you are <laughs> completely <laughs> Lara, any closing thoughts i was gonna say something similar to what link was saying like we're talking about our experiences as kids and teenagers look watching this media consuming this media the young people in your lives need people to appreciate the media and appreciate what they like and not saying well that's just kids stuff when are you gonna grow up let them like things because you never know what you're gonna get when you grow up a therapist, an ex-therapist, <laughs> who knows? Mark, closing thoughts. I just want to thank you guys uh, for coming down this slight nostalgia trip for me and um, unlocking some old childhood memories that were actually not half bad. Um, and also letting me just basically talk about Dragon Ball Z for <laughs> half an episode. Yeah. So yeah. it's great. It's fun. I, I, I felt like this episode would make me feel old. And it did. So thank you um, for <laughs> confirming. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Engage with us talk to us talk with the community there's links in the show notes on how to reach us how to join our community spaces for more geek therapy visit geektherapy.org remember to geek out and do good see you next week Mm, bye geek therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture to learn more about our mission and become a supporter visit geektherapy.org